Live from the Treehouse in Phoenix, Arizona, it's Knox Conscious with Chris Woodsy Peralta and Mark Poles. From the home office in Gilbert, Arizona, welcome. Hi. Buenvenidos, all the peoples. How's everyone doing? We are doing well, sir. Hello to Checkmark. Hello. Well, Checkmark says hello. He lost his mug downstairs. He's still being washed. <laughs> it's not really lost. No, my Mima is washing it you're, by you hand. Ha, you have possession of it. She's washing it by hand down at the river. Cause they, <laughs> With they, the laundry. They know so your chonies and your mug are going to be yes. squeaky clean. And bro. then they're going to play some wash border. Like, get a little so it's like air together. guitar, but different. Yes. Uh, air washboard. Yes. yes, very good. Yes. Sir, yes, sir, not conscious. How are you? I'm muy bien. Happy Sunday. Sunday, ha- Sunday. Da, da, and other da, da, words, too. Today is uh, Sunday. December 13th. Sure. I believe. Whatever you say, bro. 2020. Bainty, day. We're getting there. Yeah. Fun stuff. What are we doing today? Uh, well, first of all, sir, we do have a, uh, I have a presentation to make. Like, uh, do you have, did you bring a PowerPoint? I have a deck, bro. Oh, nice. Well, you also have, like, the other kind. Uh, hey, now. So we apparently, in the studio, are in the podcast recording studio, we are slowly collecting paraphernalia of the trinket sort. Time out. Like, paraphernalia is a very scary term. Not that kind of paraphernalia. No, like toys and shit. Yeah, trink- knickknacks. Yeah, Trinkets. I'm not a drug addict, for Christ's sake. Whoa. I don't even, I never even see that fucking drug. So, yes, we have uh, Special Agent Orange from Trading Places, and we have uh, <laughs> we have uh, the Slayer mascot, and we have some tequila, and we have some uh, vodka. So, uh, I have uh, a presentation to make. I have, I'm not kidding, to all the iTunes listeners, I have a Beanie Baby to present to Checkmark. Beanie. It is a Beanie Baby. They are so popular right they now. They were Czech so popular. Republic. No, they are 25 so years ago. No, they are And in Czech, Czech Republic, Republic, they're huge. They're hot. They're so huge. I this present, is my Trump impression, right? It's huge. It's going to be the biggest ever. Well, when huge. you do that, you have to do the seal arms. Huge. 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 It's going to be huge and ever, ever, yes. <laughs> so I like to present Checkmark with the latest of our trinkets, the Pterodactyl no. Beanie Baby. That... Is it the is best. Li- Caca! Rot! That is going to so have here to you are, hover. Sir. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this bad boy is going to have to hover <laughs> over Caca, all. Rot! So, rot! <laughs> when you're ha- next time you're having sex, make sure you text me. Okay. I will run like in. during? Yeah, during. During. Well, I mean, like, I'll probably have to be next door because, like, I know I don't go for 30 minutes. I'm just going to assume you don't. Because we're 20, 30 20, minutes away. 29, 30 minutes. Uh, if you can go 30 minutes, then yeah, just minutes. text me the second you start the coitus. <laughs> the coitus. <laughs> and, and we'll come in and go, rah, rah. No, that's not going to happen, rah. bro. Okay. This is not conscious, but that was a perfect segue. I love it. I'm anti uh, pterodactyl sex, bro. That's not my thing, dude. Okay. I, I'm good with that. Uh, I think he's going to stay. We can hang it from the ceiling with some, you know, fishing line or something. Check that out, bro. Check me out. Check him out. He's good now. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. We accept trinkets from anyone as long as they don't have, like, white powder, like anthrax on them or something. (laughs) Well, unless it's a CD from the band Anthrax. Do they do flower? Do they do that in a promotion sometime? Like, where they open it up and it's got powder? No, they've never, ever, 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 
ever done that. That would be pretty cool, though. If they no, did. it would not be cool. No, it wouldn't go over well. It's like, no. oh, it's promotion promotion gone poorly. I did like that when there was the big anthrax scare, like in the nineties. They did make a statement that they that they were not going to change their name. They're That's like, good. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck those guys. We're not changing our name. We've been anthrax since nineteen eighty one. Yeah, just because they're an anthrax scare, it is a type of chemical. Big deal. Like it's not. It's like guns. It's like it's not about the gun. It's about the person using it. Like if you use it for nefarious reasons. Has nothing to do with the actual. The chemical is not a guilty party. Chemical warfare. Oh, that's Slayer, not Anthrax. No, I'm thinking like Sky and I. That smells like almonds. What are we talking about today, Mark? Today we what are. What is gonna, today's topic? We're finally closing it out. Thank the gods. And I knew, I knew the second I I watched this one that you didn't. You weren't all in. I'm, it's okay. Dude, I'm always all in. With I know you, you're all snooker doodle. in. Snooker doodle. We are always all in. Yes. But let's be honest. It went into politics, and you and I. We, I am, I am more politically minded than yourself, or I care more, whatever the word is. No, you just the, talk more about it. Oh, yes. More but no, let's just let's just be clear. I give a shit a lot less. Was that? Would you say that's like that? Well, that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, and I don't. That's not a criticism. That is that is just that's who you are. And, and we we have clearly stated we are not a politics or yeah. Any, we don't we, wish we don't to do it. right right. We talk shit about certain people, but that's because they did us Text harm by me texting at 12 us. Twelve oh four a.m. at midnight. Thank you very much. I was a little upset that day. That bitch. Oh, I mean, sorry. That not a nice person that did that to me. The loser of the election. The loser um, of that race. And that's that correct. just tells you how influential you are. But we we're not <laughs> we we don't do we don't do politics. However, Century itself did kind of lean heavily in politics on this one. Part four. Part four. Out. Part four. Eight people sipping wine in Kettering. Very the, strange title. It is a strange title, and I found. Did you find in the documentary where they said it? Yes. Okay. It yeah, was just towards a weird the, the last three yeah. quarters. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck would it, you it, call it that? I didn't like a lot of the title names. I'm not going to lie. I would agree with you. But the documentary is fucking sound. Do you wish to give a 49 second recap of what the century of the self is, sir? Yes, sir. I would love that. Okay. I would love if you probably, oh, I see the stick of fury being ejected. No. Oh, emanate. Oh, oh, we've got lotion. Can, can you show us a lotion? F- fucking dry skin, bro. I think that Welcome should go up on the Welcome to the desert show. in the wintertime. <laughs> you and I look like, uh, Dude, I got like you and I look like bare knuckle boxers That's ridiculous, man. And we've never touched a soul with our knuckles. Uh, I haven't. I touched a soul with my shoe with my knuckle once. I think I fell and Oh, no. But um, Century of the Self. Yes. Four-part documentary on BBC back in like, was it 2000 or 2005 or something? I think it's 2000. In between those, 2002, right around there. Between 15 and 20 years ago. It's not an HD, and that made me very sad. It was very 4 by 3 I was not happy. (laughs) I was not happy with a 4 by 3 not 16 by 9 widescreen. But um, basically what it spoke about is how Freud's ideas from Europe... Uh, Dr. Sigmund Freud. Dr. Sigmund Freud. He he was talking about the darkness of humanity and how we always fight to keep it in. Basically, that's our we are evil people fighting that enemy all the time. That's how we should treat ourselves. Suppression. His cousin, Edward Bernays or nephew, 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 nephew correct. Edward Bernays comes to the United States, starts public relate the, the, the term public relations, starts public relations and manipulates all people using Freud's ideas on how to manipulate them and keeping them suppressed. And then it goes through decade after decade from the 20s on them. Yeah, because yeah, right it was right after World War One, 
Yes, correct. Yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, and then continue, uh, expound uh, on that. episode three was the sixties and seventies, and how there was a backlash against that. And I mean, the way I saw uh, the last part we did, episode three was it was kind of the hippie movement in a way. Well, it, ran, it led into Reagan there at the end, actually. Yes, in the 80s. It, yeah, the sixties, seventies, uh, and then how Reagan got elected in nineteen um, eighty, inaugurated in eighty one, and how. Um, the public relations movement and how focus groups and um, how the ideas of psychoanalysis played into politics, um, not only here, but in the UK and how Margaret Thatcher got elected in the UK. Yeah. Very, very interesting as a whole. Um, but basically it just showed like uh, there was the movement from Freud and then there was a backlash, but then they utilized the Freudian techniques anyway to utilize the backlash when they went to the individual from from the group, right? From the collective. And now they're capitalizing on that. And that's kind of where we are now, right? And that's part four. That's part four. Um, basically, it just goes into how the politics and everything about, I mean, I'd say about politics, the businesses now own the politics and how clearly that seemed to be by the end of this episode. And this part four takes place in the US and in the UK in the 90s, correct? Yes, sir. So it had a lot to do with... Um, the end of the Reagan era and, and how Clinton came into power as well as the struggle with the, 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 the conservative and the liberal parties in the UK as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and what they had was uh, they were talking about the seventies in, in Britain, there was a big recession. Business started to look at the desires and emotions of the consumer yeah. instead of making the mass production stuff. UK was like almost like trailing us a little bit. It's almost they lagged just a hair. But we we had a pretty bad economic crisis in the 70s oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and I were born in the 70s, so we didn't really directly experience yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I remember a couple of gas lines when I was really little and how big all the damn cars were, you know? Yeah. My dad had a 69 Impala that was the size of Rhode Island. My dad had a Chevelle Mal Malibu. <laughs> it's like, dude, and, what and is painted. Of course green. it was. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Love my dad. Um, yeah, and, and what it does was, so they, they, they turned to focus groups in Great Britain, and they started turning things around, or the politics started turning things around. They started looking at um, doing focus groups and everything in Britain, and it was... Uh, it was a new individualism. They didn't want to be seen as social classes, but individuals free to express themselves, which that's where we are now. I mean, we are the United States, I would is arguably the birth of true individual freedoms. Of course. So in a weird way, we're kind of a victim of that. But it's funny because Freud saw the darkness in humanity. It wasn't about us being allowed to have our individual rights It's expressing them. That was a problem, it seemed. But um, we are very expressive, right? The Constitution well, yeah. protects all of that those expressions as long as it's peaceful. Yes, of course. Which is beautiful. So um, we didn't want to have the same as everybody else. That's what that seemed to be the theme of this, right? It's like, no, we want to be different. But you know, you're buying, you're you're still not buying mass produced, but it's a lot more, you know, pointed towards it. Kind of sectioned off people into different groups. So it was semi-individual but it still had some mass production to it because you sell it to sell product so they wanted you to like this style like a clean style or a french country or whatnot right yeah i found that very interesting that the, the numerous couples from the uk that they interviewed in their homes and the home and it was whatever probably in the what early to mid 80s 
and they they all basically said the same thing that they didn't want to have the same style and the same material things that everyone else had. It was the same. It was almost like the same verbiage. It was very interesting it was how interesting. they how the how they articulated themselves and they showed their houses and they were all different and they had these oh, this one couple had these horrible drapes. I was like, oh my god! And they were probably thirty years old. I'm like those shits are terrible, man. <laughs> Not that I'm an interior designer, but damn, burn it. I think they were dated. To, they were new then. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> Before they took the interview. Um, well, it just reminds me of like Ikea because we talk about the individual and then I think like, well, Ikea is mass produced and we, we were fortunate to be in a city that has an Ikea. And that, that place li- is the hell, dude. The line is around the building three oh, times God. and it's just ridiculous. However, what I found is that you can still have individual individuality within mass production. Like I can choose different color, grain, style. Like I can have this bookcase, but I can have that chest of drawers or I can have this bed frame or whatever. So it did like the mod, it's almost a modular mix and match design if you want, but it has a general clean overall feel, right? Yeah, of course I get it. It's kind of streamlined. It's it's interesting though, because it's technically, I would consider that mass produced. Yeah. But they're doing good things. When I die and go to hell, it's, it's Ikea, bro. I I don't mind Ikea. I hate, I get lost and the arrows and shit. And then, like, people stop in the middle of the aisle and they're like, mm, stay on target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ikea is the best. No, it's, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but I went like, we had an Ikea in, in Philadelphia area. So I grew up, like, going to Ikea was like a thing for us. So it was like this and stuff, because it was different. It's not as popular as it is now, obviously. They've grown right. that at stores. Yeah, right. And now it's just like, everywhere right yeah but um it's pretty interesting so anyway that was just a thought on that but it was like something about people were classified by their inner psychological needs but then we had the thing with product placement right interviews of stars would have products attached to them so you couldn't you couldn't get an interview with you know who uh george clooney if if you you had to put Coke, a Coke can down next to him when you take the picture, or he had to mention Coke three times in the article. It was, like, it was a very interesting thing of how they how they married those two, right, to keep us kind of manipulated, interested, engaged, whatever, you know, because we love that stuff. It's almost like, to your point, they, the corporations owned that. They, they owned the celebrity, and then therefore the celebrity and the corporation own the readers or the listeners or the viewers, you know, in a strange way. Yeah, they absolutely did. I mean, completely unconsciously. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But if you, I mean, the one picture from the sun in uh, the UK, I I have no idea who they were, a couple of celebrities and they were on a, a moped or a scooter and there was a pizza hut. The guy was holding the pizza hut box. It was a model who said she liked pizza or something. Yeah, and they had to have pizza hut. And I thought, there's no way these people eat fucking pizza hut. Right. I mean, c- come on. And then there was a second picture where they had to be eating the pizza hut. So why why wouldn't you just, just, I didn't understand that. I, I thought that was very strange, you know? I agree 100%. Oh, technical difficulties, we're people. Some difficult difficulties. Oh my god, we're hearing very shit. odd. I'm wondering what that is, my friend. Talk about Pizza Hut. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it. And but yeah, go. you're right. 
Pizza Hut is uh, no, the Pizza Hut thing was really crazy because it was like a supermodel. And it's like, yeah, that's the pizza she eats or something. And you're just like, whatever. Pizza Hut. Oh, that's it, bro. Is that it? No, I don't think it's us. It's it's just been happening. I think it, maybe I'm rubbing my feet together, clicking my heels three times because I got my ruby shoes on, and I want to go to uh, Oz or something like that. But uh, okay, so. So it brought the desires of the individual to the center of society and encouraged business to take over from government the role of fulfilling the needs of the people. And that was very an, an interesting statement that was made. I agree. Did you did you pick up on that specific kind of statement when you watched it? Can you repeat the statement, please? The statement is con, uh, consumer. I'm sorry. They encouraged business to take over from the government the role of fulfilling the needs of the people. It's kind of, I find it a little disturbing, actually. Like, why why can't a person fulfill their own needs? Why do you need an outside influence to do that at all? Right. So it's almost, I, I, I don't, I'm going to sound crazy. It's almost like you're being brainwashed or you're being manipulated into thinking a certain way. We're being groomed. Yeah. Okay, okay groomed. Sure. There- if you want to say that. They were certainly using humanity against a portion of humanity against us, right? Because remember, there there are anti. There, Freud's not correct nor incorrect. Well, it's his. It's Freud just has his own theory about the human psyche, right? Whether he's right or wrong. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of people that disagree with him. Correct. So that's it's just a theory, right? And and some of his hold water, and some of the other sides that say people are generally good hold water too. Right. It just depends on when and how you see it and how it comes out. Right. I think we've talked about Freud tends to be come out when your back's against the wall or you feel threatened in some way or there's limited reason. Like the darkness comes out when you when you're back, when you have to, when it has to or when you feel like you're pushed to that level. Do you mean like a survival, like a survival instinct in a weird way? Because. That's how they harped on us. That's how they got us to believe certain things, right? Our nationalism, patriotism, pride, you know, those types of things can get, can turn dark pretty quickly, right? They can turn bad. Like there was, there was a rally yesterday and there was, there was an, yeah, there were protesters for one of the, one of the presidential candidates oh. and then there were anti-protesters and 20 and four people were stabbed. Where was this? So, Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. So just once again, I'm not, I don't. That's a don't, historical fact. Right, that's, that's not, historical we're thing. not taking that's sides. That last night. That's I, why I don't I, even I, talk I, about who it is. I was unaware there was a protest, so I right. feign but, ignorance. But I think what it is is one side <laughs> feels com- like they're going to lose. Yeah. And, and their back's against the wall. And this oh, is their now last, I get it. The okay. last way of doing it. Okay. And then it erupts to this darkness. I okay. Mean, stabbing, I now I, I didn't understand your, your point at first. Now I do understand. Yeah. Okay. Just in general. Cool. I, yeah, 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 I don't make good points, bro. No, I, I get I, you but, do. And now I understand. I didn't get it at first. Yeah. I don't communicate so good. I don't talk to good stuff. But uh, so consumers were encouraged to see satisfaction of their desires as the overriding pri- priority. Now to your point, great question, right? Why, why are we looking towards others and not ourselves? And this is what is interesting about, this not conscious in my opinion you and i have different slightly different philosophies we're gen- we're both good people but we well, have speak for yourself yeah well you're awesome you're just, <laughs> that you're wasn't what i good. meant but okay i know, I know. Oh, but um, we have philosophies that slightly different in some things 
We have a lot that align, but we do have ones that differ. But the, but the reason we can discuss these openly is because you and I take personal accountability into effect about we shouldn't be looking outward towards other people helping us in, yeah. in a way. Like a lot of it is ourselves helping ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean we don't believe in community or helping others, nor it is hard for us, though, because we are pretty prideful people to ask for help. So, but we take personal accountability. That's why I think we're as good as we are with our differences, because when it comes down to it, you're not different because you're asking for something. And I'm not different because I'm not willing to give something in a weird way. I completely understand. Okay. Okay. I completely understand. And I completely agree. And I would like to add to that, that I am a firm believer in the idea and I've, I, I, I hate to, informational barfage i i hate to bring it up the civil discourse i i love to have conversations like this or with anyone about anything if you can be civil and a lot of times not a lot of times sometimes some people can't be civil and that's where I'm like, okay, you're not being nice anymore and you're now attacking me personally because of a belief or an opinion or whatever word you want to use. So I'm not going to continue this conversation. So that's why you and I can have these conversations because, yeah, we don't agree on everything and we admit that all the time, but yet we can continue to have a conversation because we respect each other. Right. Where a lot of people lose sight of that. I agree. And I just think, but it does come from our core values of we're pretty hardworking. We're hardworking yes, people. Sir. And we, we do believe that we help ourselves. Well, yeah. And that is a general thing. Absolutely. And I mean, I told, and I, please stop me if I've said this before. I told my mom. Stop. No, I'm just kidding. I just, please yeah, reply he's... stop to stop receiving <laughs> these text messages. Uh, <laughs> we used to tell that story. <laughs> I told my mom just. Uh, before the election, she was ranting about whatever. I don't know. I wasn't listening. Um, sorry. <laughs> Is that mean and terrible, Mom? I almost lost my soda. Uh, uh, and I said, Mom, my it doesn't matter. My life is what I make it. You know, presidents have come and gone, and I work hard, and I have a, I, you know, I, I've always had a job, and that's not going to change. I'm going to work hard no matter what I'm doing, no matter who the president is or who the senator is or who the the town council gesture of whateverville. It doesn't it's not going to change the supreme alien. The supreme alien being in charge of production and efficiency quadrant 7. It doesn't matter. Next to the monolith in Utah. Alexa. So uh, uh it doesn't matter who who is my life is what I make it. That's the point of that. Sorry. Go. So <laughs> once again, back, back to this part, but one, we, we talk about these things because it does matter, but consumers, once again, were encouraged to see the satisfaction of their desires as the overriding priority. Once again, it's a satisfaction of each individual's desires. There are 330 million people in a, in this country. Yeah. How can anything get really done if there are 330 million differing opinions? If you, if everyone, like, I'm sorry, it's really makes society challenging. I I, I agree. It, it's, you know, there's, there are some prices to pay to make civ- civility and sometimes of this size. You, you know have I mean? to, you have to really try to do what's best for the majority. And you can't make everyone happy all of the time. And that's true with everything. Right. I, I mean, that's just, you have 24 people over for Christmas dinner pre-COVID and 
you can't make everybody happy. Oh, I like the potatoes this way and I like potatoes that way. Auntie, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like you, it's yeah. true with everything. It's just right. the way it is. Like all the concerts I go to, oh yeah, I really wish they wouldn't have played that song, but they played this song. It's true with everything. So you can't make 330 million people happy with some presidential or senatorial or congressional decision. Someone's always going to be pissed. Right. Now, that's that's the weird part, right? You do have to dance a fine line of not stepping on people to do this, right? Yeah. And that, you know, we talked about inequalities in general. We're not going to get in the weeds about it, but those are still very challenging conversations to have. Of course. Because it is what's we can't just be 100% utilitarian because we do the, what's that train, the train or the trolley exercise. Have you ever heard that? No. Okay. So there's a trolley going down the track and it's headed towards, uh, towards a baby in a stroller that's on the track. Okay. They can switch the track, but there are five elderly people in wheelchairs stuck on the track. This is here. a terrible story. Well, this is the point though. <laughs> what do you choose? Sorry. Do you uh, choose? Can you stop the train? No. Can, do you choose? Can you derail to, the train? No. You have to. You have to choose the one or the five. Now, do you choose the five that have had full lives already and lived their life, and the baby hasn't had that chance, or do you choose the five people because five people is more than one? I understand. Yeah. Once again, but that's that's kind of. Do how, I have to answer? No, no. Thank God. No, I'm not asking you to answer. <laughs> I'm saying that's the thought thought experiment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how it works. Yeah. And it sucks because yes, people are being unfortunately mistreated or unequal in some places because of the result of the utilitarian view of things of it. The other thing might be better for the law. Uh, right. They're trying. Yeah. Amount of, yeah. Tr- right. The again, majority is, 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 is should always be the focus. We try to yeah. do the most good for the most people right. all of the time. And that's what, and basically this new thing became, this was the new and better form of democracy was each and, you know, everyone's individual desires taking priority. And we're seeing that play out. And that's what's funny about it. 15 to 20 years later after this documentary. Well, the documentary, but this was, this was, they were talking about things that happened in what, 1991? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, they, that's where it began, right? You know, so that's, that's 30 years ago, right? If not. Even before then. Yeah, but that's where it began. We're talking about where, but what I'm saying is we're seeing what they came up to, like the conclusion of is exactly where we are now. It looks like. I would it's agree. Like they saw that. I, I, I would sadly agree. Um, so some, so what, what they were afraid of is that it's some in the most selfish and greedy aspects of human nature. Do you remember the thing where they're saying you work so hard for this? Why give it up? Right. You've, you've lived your life. You've contributed to society. That's kind of how the Reagan view was, yes, right? Keep yes. your money and, and all right. that stuff. So that's where we are with that. Uh, what are your thoughts up to this point so far on the, uh, on the I, I'm good. I think you've covered it. Okay, so um, Democratic Party persuaded that they had common interests with others. Now, what initially the Democratic Party just did what they thought was best for you. That's that's the way they kind of painted that, right? That was the thought. is Pre-Clinton. Yeah. Pre-Clinton, right? The old Democratic Party kind of looked at the world as like, we um, we we have an idea what we think is best for everyone, so we're going to go that way. So they had like, they had a platform agenda or whatever, not the agenda, but they had an idea of how they wanted to do things, which is good. It's good to have a plan, right? A good right, idea. Right, how, how they think. wanted to govern is what you're saying. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so this Philip Gould guy was brought in. 
right, to help the Labour Party. Labour Party was the more liberal party. In the UK. In the UK. Okay. He said that they stopped listening to the people. So they had to reconnect the Labour Party stopped listening to the people. Correct. Okay. So they had to reconnect the Labour Party with lost voters, and then they started these focus groups that we talked about. They found that people started to treat government like business. They could dictate what they wanted because they paid taxes. That's how they kind of people started feeling semi entitled by that. Yeah, that's you your that? word though. That's not They did say entitled. They did? I believe they did. I I'll check it again. And if I'm wrong, I'm I'm wrong, but I believe they did. But go ahead. Uh, um, tell me what your thoughts on that or what you got from it. Well, that's the focus groups where is that that's that's pre Tony Blair, correct? Yes. So that's the focus group where they were saying, oh, we're going to vote for the Labor Party. We're going to vote for the Labor Party. We're going to which is the, the more liberal. That's basically the Democratic Party of the United Kingdom. And the focus groups on both sides, the liberal and the conservative parties were saying um were the polls were contradicting what the focus groups were saying yes so the polls were saying oh the 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 labor party is going to win but the focus groups were saying they were not right so they again they were contradicting each other and they put their all their faith the labor party the liberal party put all their faith in the polls and they lost the focus groups actually right didn't they say because they thought the focus group was on the labor party side it was the polls that came out later that showed that, right? Isn't that what you said? Uh, the focus group said that the Labor Party was going to win. But then after... But they was, ended up voting they, conservative. Right. And the polls coming out after were the ones that showed that that was not a true statement. Yeah. So, so they put all their faith in the focus group. I just want to be clear about what they put their faith in, right? Well, but so the conservative party did too. They, the polls showed the Labor Party ahead, and the Conservative Party also had focus groups that said the Conservative Party was going to win, even though they were losing in the polls. Oh, I thought it, I had it no, backwards. No, it was, in. yeah, I, both. I, I, well, the thing was, though, if you watch the guy who won, I forget the guy who actually yeah, won. Uh, yeah, I know. I can see his face. I see his face, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But basically, he said... That's not what we're seeing in the polls. Yes. Remember? He said so I have he a, sounded very comfortable correct. about that. Correct. So, that, so he wasn't scared. I don't think he no, put faith in anything. No, he wasn't scared at all. Right. And he, he totally blew off the polls right. because I thought it was a his focus, focus groups, groups oh, that's were cool. saying, that's bull, the polls are bullshit. You're going to win. And he, was, he had this air, this confidence that ah, I'm not going to worry about that yeah. shit. I'm, I'm kick ass. Yeah. And I was like, that was very impressive. And the dude goes on to win. You pre-cogged me, bro. Oh, that's what it was. I was. Let sorry. me. Read. Polls show that even <laughs> though they. Oh, I had it. See, that's why I have this. Maybe my notes wrong, but I had Gold. First of all, Gould said that the Labor Party would lose in '92, and they're like, "No, we're not. We're fucking crushing." He's it. the only one, right? That that had it right, right? And they brought him in to yes. help with this, and he's telling them exactly what's going to happen. Correct. And they basically kind of poo-pooed him in a weird right, way. Right. Right. So I have it as the polls oh, show. Right. The Labor the, Party believed. The polls, but this the focus groups on both sides said the conservatives would win. Yes. I'm sorry. I, okay. Yes, I apologize. And I, I apologize if no, no, I no. missed. That's all it. me, dude. No. Okay. So the polls showed that even though they said they were voting one way, they were actually voting the other way, but too embarrassed to admit it. Yes. And that's where the focus yes. group pulled that out. Now, does that remind you of 2016? Uh... A certain female was supposed to win like 92%. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like... Right? I mean... <laughs> I forgot who's running. Um, well, this guy... I remember, I remember the huge, but I... The huge. Um, Dude, I got problems. But um, 
I think that thing's been on me way too long, bro. Yeah, put it on you for a second. Yeah, put on a put on your pullover. But we got fresh air in here. It kind of feels nice. I like the fresh air. Uh, I'll have a cold tonight, but that's okay. I'll be. But it's good. Fresh air is good. Um, but yeah, so it reminded me very much of that. People were saying this other person, and then the other person actually won. That's a very good point, and that did not cross my mind. So anyway, ooh, so. Gould eventually left Britain to go to the Clinton campaign in 92. Yes, sir. So where we're at now is Clinton tailored policies to match what people wanted. Reactive politics. And you're like, so today they want chocolate, not vanilla. So he's like, (laughs) I'm all for, I like to say that I like chocolate. I like chocolate's greatest. I did not have sexual relations with that chocolate. Oh. And the next thing you know, like next week, they're like strawberry. Can I get a Neapolitan, bro? Go, yeah. That, I was just gonna go with that, bro. Stop it. Yeah, but go ahead. That's all. I just like Neapolitans. Oh. Can I get an ice cream sandwich up in here? So they use these focus groups and they just tailored their policies to mirror these people, and it tend to be the swing voters, right? Only the swing yes. voters turn tends to be the suburban people because suburbanites can be a little. They can be both conservative and liberal, depending on from where they came and. Uh, Many reasons. Yeah. Generally, the metropolitan areas are more liberal. Yeah. Generally, the rural areas are more conservative. Yes. And so it's urban is more liberal. Rural is more conservative. The suburb is kind of like this split weird kind of hybrid kind of place from the transition from urban to rural. Yeah, I get it. It has a lot of people who work in the city, but it also has some people who work outside of the city as well. So, yeah, you know, so it it has this very big mix and those are always the swing voters in all cases. I guess guess I never really thought about that, but it sounds logical because of their mentality. Right. Sure. So what they did was they said they were uh, Clinton was elected. Okay, when you say they, what are you talking about? I don't remember. So Clinton, are you talking about the focus groups put on by the 1992 Clinton campaign? Yes. Okay. So, uh, well, let's start with Bush one because he said no new taxes. Remember the whole new new taxes? Yeah, thing. it's an Omega Death song. They didn't bring that up. They didn't bring that up in the in the thing. Read my but, lips. Right. He said that, but then he had to. Yeah. And Clinton came in because they didn't. People wanted tax cuts, so they go. He said, I'm cutting taxes, and we're going to increase welfare, and the way they were going to do that, or not welfare, but welfare programs, and how they were going to do that was they were going to cut the military budget. Defense spending. Right, and they'll be fine. They thought that was enough. But then when they got elected- Yes. What happened? Do you remember what happened? Yes, there was a $300 billion deficit, so defense spending cuts were not sufficient, and he had to cut welfare and something. And something else and as military. well. And military. He had to and, cut well, military yeah. and welfare. Right, okay. Which is the one that you wanted to keep as a welfare, right? Yeah. But cut taxes. You wanted so he, to do health care reform. Right. Is that, was that also correct? Yeah, health care was part so of that. that. That was like the beginning. super pre-Obamacare, right? That, yeah, well, Hillary would have done it too. And that, and oh, that was yeah, the thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And that was, she was going to continue that, right? It was, it was really, they, they were the initiators. It's my opinion. Well, the Democratic Party of the early 90s to mid 90s were the initiators of the universal health care start. Yes. Real, like the real push. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. That's that's their that's, philosophy. That's Great. just history. Yeah, good for them. Um, so the budget was too big to cut taxes. They went on the platform of cutting taxes, but then they had to eventually raise them, right? So the voters that switched to Clinton in 92, they turned on them in two years. I mean, two years. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in, in a mere two years, they turned and Republicans won both the House yeah, and, and Congress yeah. and Senate or, you know, Congress and the Senate, the House, both yeah. houses of Congress in a landslide. Yeah. And that's where Gingrich truly really came to prominence, whatever, in 94. Correct. 
And they they did. They were they had a lot of power at that point. So Clinton couldn't get anything done, right? Because he had no, he had zero, right? Anyway, so that's where we are in there because they they felt that Clinton like they feel Clinton lied to him, but he basically told them what they wanted. He just told them what they wanted to do. He just didn't realize that reality wasn't going to match what they wanted, right? He thought he could make that happen, but it just wasn't possible. Just how it works. Do you think that, um, regardless, let's just take a step back for a second. So this guy gets elected, or a woman gets elected, and there's a $300 billion deficit. Do you think that that's something you should know? Like, hey, you might get elected. Here's some shit you should know about. Uh, aliens. Uh, uh, we don't have any money. Uh, other stuff. Do you, do you, do you, you know what I'm saying? Excellent point. I mean, not, I mean, because I know you and I have talked about the, let's say, okay, hey, inauguration day, congratulations, uh, Jimmy Smith, President Smith, woo! Uh, then he has a bourbon and then he had, and then he goes to sleep and the next day he has a meeting and you say they give him the book of the aliens. Do you think maybe pre-inauguration a new president should know if you're fucked ahead of time hammer (laughs) it's my opinion that they didn't they weren't clear about it but I would guess that that deficit that budget deficit came out after he had already won like after he was in office or they you know how you have to ever run the numbers of the fiscal year you're behind a year because you have to kind of calculate it all right when the report came out that's when they were like oh fuck i don't think they had they were privy to that knowledge prior. no they i don't think that's not the question well, you i just agree said, with you, you know they need to owe money do you think that no because they care about getting elected right like i'm sorry i hate to say that but they needed they were going to say what they they took the role of Mirroring what people wanted, not what was possible, in, in my opinion. And it was for one reason, to get to, to get in the White House. Right? Power. Yeah, well, to, to, to be the president. Right? It makes sense. So 96 comes around. Two years after 94, Republicans turn the House, turn, or turn, the, turn Congress, turn the Senate, and um, they turn to this Dick Morris guy. Dick Morris, this guy's a piece of work, huh? <laughs> I was thinking Dick Jones from uh, RoboCop. Dick Jones! It was Dick Jones! Never mind. You don't get it. Go ahead. I don't get it. I watch I watch RoboCop. Freeze, dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, RoboPope. So, once again, in 96, Clinton's like, we're fucked. Like, because he saw, like, that 94 just kicked him squarely in the ball. So he and couldn't do anything. when... Dick Morris was interviewed and he was asked, why did Clinton hire you? What was his response? To win? No. Get elected? No. Damn it. Save his butt. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was what his no, response save, was. Follow, follow. That's what he yeah, said. He said he save his butt because he was, he the as you stated in 94, the, the Republicans landslided. That's not a verb, but it's is Landslid. now. It's amazing, landslid uh, into home plate in both houses. So Clinton, there's no way he's going to win in '96 without some crazy tactics to get shit done. Yeah. So he was, like you said, he was in serious trouble. There was no way you're going to win without doing something drastic. Yeah. 
And because of that, Clinton had to figure out the desires of the voters and appeal to them, basically. Once again, he had to appeal, tell, say what, what they wanted. He had to mirror, he had to be what everyone wanted. That's how, he, that's how they felt the new way was going, right? Because everyone's like, what about me? It just became very, it's a century of the self, people. They're, yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of pointing right. a certain direction. Um, anyway, so they brought lifestyle market, um, sorry, instead of treating voters as targets, they would be treated as owners. Instead of being treated as like just numbers, they were actually going to be treated as like, you know, each vote matters, right? Like that's how the kind of small ball politics was yes, the word right. that they focus on the details. Um, so they brought lifestyle marketing to politics for the first time. And they focus on the swing voter and segmented them into different lifestyle types, just like, just like focus with, groups with businesses yeah, have done for all this. Time. Right. Yes. But they the mentioned question? that they did that in previous episodes where they would segment people based upon but never their politically. shopping habits, right, or their the the way that they would spend their money or do different things. But now it's been shifted into a political platform. Right. It went from on how consum- you do things. Yes, it went from consumerism. Yeah. To now. Voterism or what? On how you cast your vote. Absolutely. Um, So in in 96, they did the V-chips, school uniforms. They had these real little, they just did these little things, right? And what's funny is who points to the Republicans? Let's just take a step back. Okay. What's a V-chip? V-chip was like a parental uh, piece that you could put in in your TV so kids can't watch explicit content. And you have that now on all your streaming device like adult content no so it has cursing or nudity or whatever and you can okay you can kind of choose what but that was a new TV. thing but that was what that in was a 1995 because they thought the kids were being because yes. videos were increasing right tv was what people were watching even more and more tv computers they were on computers more so they had to be very careful about the kids and that's a true statement that that's not oh no yeah i just i i imagine that there's some people that don't know what a v-chip is yes and what you know when i was prepping for today i i'm like oh yeah i forgot about the Mm v-chips so i was like oh yeah i remember that was the thing yeah the funny thing is it's such a thing now we don't you and i have it on adult content allowed because we don't have children even near the house but if i have hulu or hbo or whatever i would Turn off, turn on parental controls. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I would use those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that the option's there, right? So, of course. And that was the thing is like they kind of made these things in there. And, it, and what's really funny about it to me is I remember what you always heard was how the conservatives don't want you listening to filth and dirtiness. Tipper motherfucking Gore did the <sighs> plan advisory. Clinton's did the V chip. Like, hello, I'm just sorry, but that's just truth, right? Is that not history? Yes. Okay, that's all um, about that part, right? So they played small ball <laughs> politics. I just once again, you and you and I don't have an affiliation with anyone. We are a shotgun splatter on the on the philosophical in the philosophical spectrum, are we not? Yes. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say all this to you, and then I'm just going to need your reaction. So they had uh, Robert Reich was one of Clinton's people, and he was the one well, the, the guy, guy with, with the, the beard. beard. Okay. And he and Dick Morris have a conversation. Yeah, okay. And he goes, why are we focusing on these minute things? Robert Reich's like, why are we focusing on the, on these minute things? And Dick Morris says, if we don't, we might not get reelected. Robert Reich responds with, what's the point of getting reelected if we don't have a mandate to do anything once we're reelected? Dick Morris, what's the point of having a mandate if you can't get reelected? 
isn't the ultimate goal getting reelected? And go. <clears throat> Obviously, they're both right. I, I, I'm not, I have no political aspirations at all. I have no desire to have control or power over anyone. So I understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand what they're both saying. I get it. You can't, if you, if you, if I step back and I look at it from a purely wholesome and good perspective, let's say someone has no selfish motives and they truly want to do good for their fellow Americans, their fellow human beings, you can't do good from that perspective unless you get elected. So I, but obviously to get to that level, you probably didn't, you probably did some shit that was shady. Let's just be honest. So I I don't, it's, it's horrible that that's the mentality because that's just, you know, that's the way it's always been. And I'm sure it's never going to change. Is that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm trying to let you complete your thought because uh, I don't want to step. I'm, try, I'm really. Are you, you sitting on me. your hands, bro? Um, they're just in my pockets. Okay, pocketas. Pocketas. Uh, yes, but I took it from a different angle. I just looked at it like, I don't think people just said what they want to hear to get elected back in the day. I I truly believe they came in with this is my plan. If you agree with the direction I think we should go, then you vote for me. Do you remember remember when we were a needs base and not a once base. We we didn't live yeah. in that. However, I need a new car, right? Back then it was like this is pragmatically a good direction for the country to take. We want to help with a welfare system or we want to help with business or we want to help with XYZ infrastructure, this right. that and the other, right. education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you agree with us, then you vote for us. That's how it I I recall it being. Well, actually, I probably don't because no, we, we came in was, with Reagan. Yeah, so right. we probably didn't. No, it was way, way, way. That right. was that was like pre World War Two. Yeah, for sure. Even World, I would think even World War Two because that was a mass produced. That's when this really started. Yeah, so this was in the fifties is right. when it changed. But the twenty, yeah, the twenty, because it had nothing. It really was. I, I am this. This is my quote unquote platform, right? Wasn't they always talk about platform? Right. I want education for everyone. I want safe streets and I want, you know, food on, on everyone's table or whatever. Right. Right. If you agree with my things, you vote for me. You don't go, Oh, this week I like chocolate ice cream tomorrow. Next week I like strawberry. Okay. I'll just change to fit what you want just to get reelected. Yeah. You don't, you no longer even have a, a, a foundation on which you can build you, the direction you want your civilization to go in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. And that, obviously leads to your point. Right. Which is next about the UK. Yeah. Is that so well Morris's strategy started working, right? And then this guy Mark Penn came up, which is really interesting. He had a call center in Denver. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. They were calling swing voters all night. How many look where we're at now. Like let me finish this statement and then I'll get your reaction. Where are we at now with that, right? Mark Penn <laughs> called called in Denver, called swing voters, asked them what they wanted. That's all he did. Hey, we're interested in what you as an individual wants. Where are we now with these fucking things with the, with being called or messaged or communicate? How are we being communicated with now on a constant basis during this, for example, this election, this election cycle. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all texting. How many did you get? Oh, at least one a day. 
I got up to five a day. Yeah, probably. yeah. So I would say four is the most I got in a day, but it was one a day for I don't know t- two months. I don't know. I, I, I to the point where I don't want to even look at my phone. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Did you get a variety of them? Did I get a variety of them? Did you get a variety of different kinds? Like, uh, let me use an example. For me, one was Mark Kelly's trying to take your guns. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it had an agenda on it. But then I've gotten other ones that said, what's your likelihood of voting for Mark Kelly on a scale of one to five or voting for Trump or Biden on a scale of one to five? Have you, had, did you get any of those? Yeah, of course. So one was just more like a barrage advertisement thing. Well, it felt like. like the first one you mentioned was a scare tactic. Yeah. And, and, and it's the, the second one was the right? second one was more of a, like a focus group. Yes, correct. It was a polling. You were being polled. It was like a poll. Right. Yes. But it was prior. So I guess you can call polling whatever. But. Well, the focus, it was kind of a weird focusy group poly kind of thing. Just asking one to five. And like, I don't know how many people actually respond to those, but Rogan does say it best when he goes, the people that respond to those polls, just think about the people who respond to polls and what they're going to say. It's like, you know, well, I don't think did it, it, did it used to be like that though? No, no, when that's did, what I'm saying. When, these did, calls, it, when did polling take a shit? Because. Well, I feel like everything was always exit polls and maybe entrance polls, right? Or what they had polls like on the day of, and then it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So now it's months ahead. Now it's years ahead. Years, yeah. yeah. In this case, it seems like this calling thing, though, started us getting bombarded with oh, fucking texts at midnight. Okay. It's, this is, I mean, back in the day, the only medium they had was the phone. Right. right? Or so, door to door. Right. Vo- voice or door to door, right? Yeah. So you're knocking on doors or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Knock on my door. Look at me eye to eye and tell me what you ask me. I will be much more happy to speak with you face to face. Right? Really? Because you and I feel that. I think you and I feel that way because we ah. feel that's. Well, you're bothered by a fucking text and it's easier to tell him to fuck off on a text than it is face to face. I don't want. Don't. No. Both. Go away. Well, I don't can, want you to knock on my door either. Yeah, but you can. But at least, you know, you can appreciate the hustle though, right? No. No. I just don't leave. Just leave me alone. Um, I love you, man, but I'm, I'm on the twits and people ask for podcast recommendations. Right, but that's different. I know, but it's self Somebody knocking on my door. Yes, I know, but in that time when, I agree. I To your point, yes. But it's way better than getting a fucking midnight text. Unless they knock on your door at midnight. Well. That would suck. Then, you, then somebody's dying. <laughs> I mean. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Back to you, Chuck. I understand what, I, yes. All I'm saying is, like, at least you can you can understand the 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 work they're putting in, the effort. The, yes, I understand the a, hustle. A bl- I get right. that point. A broad text. I just don't just want to be bothered at all. No, like I, leave me the fuck alone. That's are, my point. Right, and we're allowed to do that. And what's awesome is that probably when it was door to door. Well, no, it's this fucking text stop thing. Like once again, don't tell me to fucking text. Stop. But my question regarding that me. is: is it at, is that even effective? If you text stop, they know that it's a valid number. Right. They know that you reply. And then they, they can that sell that number side. to whoever they want. Right. And I know I sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist with that statement. Well, that's not an untrue statement. In the general business world, when you, I've stopped, you know how it says uh, unsubscribe? Yes. I've stopped unsubscribing because what they'll do 
is they will take that list. The terms and conditions of unsubscribing is that they can sell that to whoever they want. Really? And it just trickles down, and everyone pays .001 cent per per name, .00001 cent per name, and it's just a volume game, right? And that's how these people monetize. So you're unsubscribing to that one, but you're going to get 10 more from others because the terms and conditions of you unsubscribing subscribes you to 10 other places. For real? That's what I've seen before. I mean, my when I started unsubscribing stuff, my my inbox blew up with a gazillion more of these unsolicited things. I've seen that as well. And I've thought that as well, but I don't know if that's really true. I'm not going to say it's fact. I'm going to say that's my experience. That's that also seen. my and experience. Since I've stopped unsubscribing, it's like leveled off. That's just what I've seen. Anyway, so... Um, they came with so when we when we back to the UK, the UK looked at the US and went, "Holy shit, that's how to do it, right?" Labor Party looked at Clinton, and, and this said, was the this oh. was after the ninety six election, the, right? So ninety six, Clinton does win. I don't know. I don't know if it's EGOT. Look, let's be honest. Bob Dole was not exactly a move the needle candidate I, for the Republicans. Like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm not, that's just the truth. I mean, that's history too. I, He's a good yeah. guy, but or whatever, but he wasn't engaging in any way. Elizabeth, his wife, was way more engaging as. Uh, she, you know, she, she's the dole light, you know, the third light on, uh, on the back of cars. She was the secretary of transportation when that uh, went into effect. She's the one who initiated that. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. The safety light. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. called a dole light. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's from Elizabeth Dole. America. Okay. okay go ahead. No, I was just saying that's an, another inch tidbit factoid. Uh, okay. Um, go so, us. Stop. No, stop us. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, Go so stoplights. So they came to this welfare to work program. They had the hand up, not the hand out. And this that was, was in this, the U.S. It was in the U.S. The hand up, not the hand out. And that was a, like one of these things. And then what they found, the Labor Party copied almost verbatim from the Clinton campaign. Yes. They were, tell me how they felt. How they, how did they feel about being copied? Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were, it was a double-edged sword, right? They were, they were, they felt... I don't know. It was not honored, but like complimented. Like, wow, they they thought enough of of our ideas to to use them. Then he goes, "Son of a bitch, they took our ideas." So it was a it was this weird. In the same sentence, the the guy that was being interviewed was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Oh fuck. Yeah. So that was very interesting. That his response. That's exactly how I felt about it. And I always took that akin to like music lyrics or like a com comedian joke. It's like, oh, yeah. You're, oh, wow. You honored it, but you also stole it. Yeah. Which, like it's like a double edged sword. Like, yeah. When you're a content creator, like a comedian, though, that's your that's your intellectual property. Yeah, that's I agree. Stolen for sure. But it, it is flattering when someone kind of make takes your ideas in akin, like almost like that. So to your point, it was double edged. Flatter it and yeah, a little. Flattery. There you go. They, they yeah. were flattered. They were they felt, uh, you know. They were honored in a weird way. They're like, oh, that's cool that they, they kind of took our ideas. But then they're like, they took our ideas. Hey. <laughs> so suburban voters were vital, right, with Tony Blair. Um, and they, they, I'm sorry, then we'll say the left, but we'll say, let's say liberal, whatever, the Labor Party, they then pandered to business in a way. Um, the Labor Party that fought against big business now was becoming a slave to it is how they were doing because they're using the techniques of big business Instead of dollars, votes. Yes, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Any, no, I, I, yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that point. But yeah, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, okay, it's kind of like a stock price. 
you know, oh, hey, the stock went up a dollar. Oh, hey, we got a thousand more votes. Right. It's the same tactic. Yeah. Oh, our polls just lost a thousand votes. Right. We, we got to get so those back. So it's the same. There's the, it's the same type of mechanism. Yeah. And it and it's much quicker because business is very reactionary. I mean, if you don't react or change quickly, you die. Businesses die. Look at steel in the 70s for the United IBM States. IBM. Look at, yeah, cars. Sears. Cars in the 70s were struggling. Studebaker. Because they brought the little car. The Japan brought over the little cars. Yeah. Right? So there's always change in business. But like in politics, yeah. it does create a problem because um where let's see where are we at here um they okay well before, in business, before, before we continue that part yeah. but go ahead go ahead in business it's more adapt or die right politics it's less like that up it was it was less like that but i don't i mean i'm I, i'm curious where the future goes i guess because obviously this is in the late 1990s is where this is specifically talking about but you know, with the younger generations, um, I'm curious where is there any kind of political reform coming? Is there what comes down the comes down the pike regarding this specifically? That's a great question. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking. We're, you know, please keep that. Put a pin in that because we will discuss that. I've only got about a half a page left of notes. Come on, shut man. the hell yeah, up. Yeah, we're crushing through this. Half man. a page? Who are you? We're doing well. I I was very, I didn't know the direction it was going to go before I started watching it. So I, but I was committed to taking notes regardless. We should be committed. I knew, always. It's, <laughs> all, it's its own argument. But um, then they reflected back once again to the 1939 World Fair, right? Democracy. All people's de- were desires were fulfilled by business. It was all propaganda. It was all backed by companies to sell products. That's why that was in 1939. But that's what kind of started this whole trend, right? Bernays did not believe... I'm going to... I'll read this part because I took this almost verbatim. And then I'd love to see your reaction, not just... Or whatever. <laughs> I want to like hear and okay. see your reaction, okay? Edward Bernays, the nephew of of Dr. Freud. Did you see him on Letterman? Did you see that little yes. bit? That, that was hilarious. He was like, I know that if you call me doctor, it gives me more credibility. Or <laughs> something. I thought... And I'm like, you motherfucker. He just, he nailed it. He nailed it yeah. right there. He just, he's incredibly intelligent. Yeah. He, fuck. And, but he thought so little of human humanity from his uncle. So Bernays did not believe that true democracy could work. Influenced strongly by Freud, that influence were, uh, I'm sorry, individuals were not driven by rational thought, by, by primitive, unconscious desires and feelings. Bernays thought it was too dangerous to let the masses ever have control over their own minds and go. What, what's your question? <laughs> what do you feel about the, now remember he's influenced all of the direction we've gone with this. And that's his base core foundation belief that it was too dangerous to let the masses guess who the masses are. Us. Us. Okay. Ever have control over their own minds. Not others, but their own. So he did it for them. Well, first of all, fuck that guy. Um, the theory kind of sounds sound, though. Well, it? I don't appreciate being manipulated. And I, I can see his point because, you know, if you, this is a horrible statement. If you look at the spectrum of humans... Half are above average intelligence and half are below average intelligence. So for the people that are below average intelligence, do you need to 
steer them in the right direction so that society maintains some sense of order. I don't know. Um, thank God I'm not responsible for that shit. <laughs> I don't want that job. Do you see? Do you see, understand my point? I do. I mean, the Carlin bit of take the average intelligence of the people you know and think half of them are dumber than that. Like ta-da, ta-da. Um, to your point, though, even the average intelligence. Like, remember, it's not even intelligence per se. You and I perceive the world differently, but it's not even intelligence. It's a perception. It's a intuitive almost with us, right? In a weird way. They are influencing the desires and the emotions. They're not even doing it. They're doing it without the knowledge. They understand it. it's unconscious. Yeah. Right? So until you really pull back that veil, you're being manipulated because you don't know, even understand you are because they're playing with your feelings. They're not playing with your mind. Right? You're not even thinking about these things. You just feel them. Well. You know? Y- yeah. But it, I think it's also the the manipulation of of humans to get them to do and to buy what he wanted. So, you know, when the governments that he worked for and the companies that he worked for wanted certain things, he would be the puppet master. Yeah. And he would, oh, hey, I'm going to get them to buy a Buick by doing this, this, and this, and this. But but what's funny is Bernays didn't necessarily do it as much to sell as he meant to control. So yes. the ne- the next statement here, consumerism was a way of giving people the illusion of control while allowing a responsible elite to continue managing society. And is that statement still true today? We can we put a pin in that one as well? How many I don't have enough pins, bro. There's like 3 lines left. Okay, left. fuck off. Go. So, okay. So the people's desire, okay, the people's desires in charge, democracy reduced from something that requires an active citizenry. That's kind of how you and I perceive democracy, an active citizenry, like courtesy, you know, work hard, contribute as much as we can, do what we can to help, right? Ask not what your country can do for you kind of thing, right? Yeah. That's kind of what we are, right? We're we're an ask what we can do for our country. In In a weird way, we love the military, we respect police, we respect, you know, Firefighter, first responders. Of course. Uh, during this time of the COVID. The hardest workers there are, man. Thank you to all of the health workers. Like, for real. Like, we don't oh, have yeah. that skill. We have, I have no idea. I, I can't even put a band-aid on a cut. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, it, you know, it, they changed democracy. They reduced it from something that required active citizenry to something which is predicated on pub, on public as passive consumers. What you're delivering them are doggy treats. You remember That's, that statement about no. the doggy treats at the end? No. No. So it was right, it was towards the end. He said the people's desire. He said democracy is reduced to like doggy. You're just basically like coddling them, just minute by minute, not as a big full of, as a big idea to go somewhere. You're basically just coddling them with just kind of throwing them treats. And are is that a doggy treat like? Oh, I bought a new Honda today, so that's a doggy treat. I think the doggy oh, treat. I got. Is it a material possession? It could be material. It could be even political. Like, I agree with you. Oh. Like, <laughs> not saying that. Like, um, or is it a vote? I agree with you, like, on a certain agenda or a certain phrase or something we can say. You know, like, okay. uh, a movement or something. Like, oh, you like strawberry. I'm Fuck strawberry. Fuck yeah. Sour apple. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sour apple's the best, right? That's basically what they're saying. Is they're basically, we're, we're 
we're, I'm saying that I agree with your individual desire, but I'm saying that to every individual. And that's kind of dangerous in my opinion to be a, to be a government. It's, it's dangerous. And since politics is in government, that makes it all dangerous. Yeah. Right. So the new labor believed the propaganda. They believed in big business. Now continuous democracy followed the will of the people was con. So I'm going to read this one. Um, I'll read this little blurb once again, and I'd love to hear your reaction on this. It was called continuous democracy. Followed the will of the people was contradictory. So there was an example about the rail system. Yeah. People that, said, yeah. Pilot, you're spending too much money on the rails. Why are you why are you paying money on the ground, bro? I want to fly. No. But they're saying they, <laughs> they shat on on the public transportation or the rail system. Yeah. So they're like, Yeah, we we do. We they defund or reduced funding. It atrophied. And then they're like, why the fuck aren't you investing in this shit earlier? Like, so the people changed their mind because of how they felt about it. So you're basically chasing feelings instead of a logical path to something. Yes. It's not one to two to three. It's how our conversations are. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, oh, my God. We're the British government? Poli- government has become tangents. Oh, fuck yeah. We're going to call it tangents now. It's no longer government. Tangential government. The, the executive tangent, the judicial tangent, and the legislative tangent. The naval tangent. salute tangent. Yes. So- um, so there's a rail thing, right? And then they blame the government for not funding it enough, basically, in the rail system. Focus group politics are contradictory, irrational, and make it hard to decide what you're going to do if all you do is listen to massive individual opinions that are forever fluctuating, have no coherence, and crucially not set in context. So he, the example was, I want lower taxes and better public services. Right. Well, yeah. No shit. Who doesn't want... Everyone wants that dipshit. Right. Who doesn't want to spend less and get more? No shit. Like... Everybody. Right. And that's where the fo- that's where they became contradictory, right? So tell me tell me about what your thoughts are on all that. Yeah, that the rail thing really... I The fact that when Tony Blair won in whatever year that was, 90-something, and then they didn't have a... They won because of the focus groups and they, they catered their message and their campaign to those focus groups, right? It's very smart and very intelligent. Love that, right? To win the dollar vote to win slash the, vote. To win the election. That's what they did. And that's brilliant, right? But then you get into office and you have no platform. You have no direction. You're directionless. Then you use more focus groups to help you govern. Well, I... I don't mind using focus groups in government to get the feel of the people. I kind of equate it to the fireside chats with Roosevelt. And that's cool to connect to the people to show that the government is there for you because technically the government is servants. Everyone forgets that shit. So, but specifically the rails, you can't listen to a telecom engineer and go, yeah, I don't think you should put any money in the rail system. That's dumb. But and then 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 the rail system falls apart. You have to listen to and the. Then you get pissed about it. Yeah, you. Then I go. That's why didn't you put money in rails? Uh, uh, get this guy out of office. Why'd you reduce funding? I can't believe bro. you did that shit. So De- you defund the rail system. Yeah, <laughs> that's just you have to listen to the. I'm just sim- saying that sounds very similar to something, right? You have to listen to the civil engineers and the railway engineers infrastructure and go, experts. Yes, the people that work on that shit every single day. They go, hey, look, in X number of months and years, we're going to have a serious problem. Here's the priority list of things you have to fix. Here's the, if you want to expand the system here, X, Y, and Z. You have to listen to the experts. 
Chris Peralta, the telecom engineer, is not a rail expert. Don't listen to his dumb ass when it comes to rail shit. Right. Hello? You would think the fucking prime minister of the United Kingdom would know that. Hammer. I wouldn't hire a physicist a for, a, for a chemistry problem. You know what I mean? I'd probably hire a chemist. You fucking think so? You know. um, but that was the thing is, yeah, they called you because you're a suburbanite in, from the whole office isn't where? Where was that? Gilbert AZ, Gilbert. bitches. So they're calling you like, bring, bring. Hello, is Christopher there? No, I don't answer my phone, man. I mean, hello, Christopher. Yes. yes. Um, Jelly good. What do you feel about the rail system? I think we should not invest any more money. Okay, done. Bye. And then... And, and, then, then, I, and then I go, hell no, we want more rails, bitches. Right. And you're one with them, ah. one of them picket sides. I'm a picket fence guy. Hell no, picket. we need more trains, bitches. We need more picket fences is what we need. Yes. Um, I'm I'm all for picket fences over yes. pickets. I don't know. I think, actually, I like pickets. I... Once again, constitutionalist, you and I, right to uh, freedom of expression and yes. assembly, peaceably assemble. And yes. I love that. Um, so the Freudian view, once again, was fostered and encouraged by business because it produces ideal customers. The thing that got it was it sold products, right? So the products are now votes, and they use this tactic now to get your vote. That's basically what their conclusion was, Which, right? Do you consider that? What they did, do you consider that manipulation? Well, it's absolutely manipulation. It's my opinion. I'm I'm a small government person. That's my philosophy in general. Um, I I have read the Constitution. I hope we are we going to do one on it. I know we keep talking about doing stuff, but I love to. And go, you we, don't write we, it down, so which right, that means I, we're never going to fucking do it. I know. So no, we're not going to do one. But we've done freedom of speech. We've done freedom of religion. And we're very clear about our the, stances. We about, did the Ten Commandments, bro. Yeah, we did that too. But we're very, <laughs> but we're very clear about our stance about, regardless of what you and I individually believe in our faith or whatever, that your personal is protected for it. Right? We're constitutionalists. You and I both are very strong into like personal individual because we also do take the accountability. Well, right? I I disagree with that, but that's not what this no, conversation no, is about. No, tell me, tell me what you think. No, I, I disagree with some of the Constitution. Oh, okay. Like, what is there a part? Just well, yeah, we just don't want to have this conversation no, just, now. Just pull one of them out. I just no. want to hear one, and then we'll move forward. I'm not going to undress it. I just want, I'm curious about the one Second of them. Amendment. Oh, okay, got it. That one's a good one. Um, so <laughs> back to you, Chuck. Yeah. So the Freudian view was encouraged by business because it made them ideal co- consumers, right? But then we've now become the slaves of our own desires because we're it's just, it's, it's a moving there. We keep moving the goalposts. We don't have, it's my opinion that politics should be, these are my general platforms. Be nice to people. I like to be a little more fiscally conservative, but you're welcome to do what you want. As long as you, what you do doesn't harm anyone else. And all these things like very general things. Now, maybe it does get more drilled down the more people you have to deal with. It's hard to scale, right? Like, it's easier to govern Sweden or something with 10 million or 8 million people, whatever the number yeah, is. Yeah, I got your, I see your point. Then it, or 30, even 30 million in Canada is one-tenth the number of people in the United States, right? Right, like, yeah. It's hard to, and and it's hard to be free like we are, because look at the country that's bigger, like China. It, I would, I would venture a guess you almost need to be, like, hold More that structured. shit in. Right, you need to reel that shit in. Because a billion people, just a small percentage of that can be way is three is three times more dangerous than ours. Yeah, than a small or percentage it could of us. be could be right, and and especially if it's in a focused area, yeah, you know, it could really do damage. 
So it's really hard. But we've now become the slave of our own desires. We've forgotten that we are more than that, though. Like that was, that's kind of the one thing about it is this was all our entire, our childhood, growth, whatever, and f- up to 50 years prior to us was all clayed and molded by this Bernays guy on Freud's assumption that all we are evil and we have to suppress it and our desires and they manipulate us that way. We are more, we, we, we are more to that. Aren't we more like I an would, onion? Yeah, I absolutely would think so. But yeah, I, I agree that in every human, there is the capability to be bad, you know, not just evil, but bad. Right. So as well as, um, amazing, you know, and, and generous and kind and loving and, and good. But I don't, I obviously, my opinion, Freud, this specific theory of Freud is absolutely flawed. Yeah. And, but that's what's created us. So now we are his theory because it's been practiced and now, now it's part of our lexicon. Well, wait, but not Freud's theory, Bernays's practice of public relations which in my opinion is not public relations it's it's the use of marketing and advertising as manipulation of the masses for commercialism and for political gain right but that's that was, my interpretation right but it was based on freud's belief that everyone's evil and they have to suppress it and they have to be controlled so bernays took the idea that they need to be controlled and then massaged it the way he massaged it to keep us in control through buying products and through this, the way he did it. Would you he say he judged it? Oh, he judged the hell out of that. <laughs> so you had a couple questions. Uh, no, the, you done. you already you beat me okay. to the punch. Oh, did you have anything else on that? Uh, stand by. That's basically where we're at. Um, yeah, please sprinkle in uh, what you feel. Dick Morris, Mother Trucker, the stupidest title in the world. Yeah, basically the title had something to do with uh, eight people sipping wine and Kettering had a control over what the government Which does. is a city in the UK, correct? Yeah, yes, Okay. Um, individualism. Uh, you, all my notes you already covered, sir. Focus groups versus the polls. Clinton in 92, 94, 96. Tony Blair. Labor Party. Yeah, man, you already, your notes are for once much more thorough than my own. Yeah, fuck you, man. I'm very oh, I'm impressed, sorry. sir. I mean, On behalf namaste. of the Virgo committee, sir, you get two gold stars today. Sweet. I just wanted one, but thank Boom. you. 1.19 gold stars, bro. Well, I just extrapolated the, to today now and or to this world as we are, and all these things are very much in play now. They reared their ugly heads, and we see this in everywhere. And I think I feel like it goes faster, even with social dilemma, right? Because the idea is to get keep you engaged, right? And they can manipulate you more the more they keep you engaged. And well, yeah, we now live in a much more digital world than when this was made in two thousand two, yeah. right? So yeah. that eighteen years later, it, it, everything moves exponentially quicker, right? Yeah. From every perspective, now you can click on your TV with the remote and. You can watch any movie ever made within 30 seconds. Yep. I mean, you might have to pay $3.99, but you can still do you it. You can still do it. And that that one fact alone is mind-blowing. It's amazing. You know? And, and think about the greatness that that can do. But in this case, it can also exponentially spread the subconscious 
manipulation of us. Yeah, and that's, and that's that the you know, yeah, the political side it is what it is. To me the the consumerism is that that does bother me because it material things don't make you happy. You know, Certainly the not. fact that there's a there's an emotional attachment to buying something like, oh, my God, I got a new T-shirt. Oh, my God, I got to get new shoes. Oh, my God, I got to get a new purse. Not me, but just one time. Why not? You know, oh, my God, I got to get a new blah, blah, blah. And, and I, you know, I was looking at a new car a year ago and then I thought, man, you don't need a new car. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. so but I just but I'm I'm guilty just like everybody else. Right. But it's an emotional decision. That's. And we're all part of that system that's been built for, you know, 60 years, 70 years. I'm good at math. It's certainly hard to unplug uh, from the system that's all around us, right? It's, is it like the, I mean, in a weird way, they created the matrix of consumerism. It's, it's its own matrix. And until you break free of that cycle, you're a slave to it just like anyone else. And as am I, I'm guilty of it too. I do my best to limit I, I had, I had more emotional issues before and purchasing, buying things made me happy, but I've addressed a lot of those. I've, like I said, I'm most emotionally happy I've been ever. And I'm not that consumer. Like I was that tick that you talk about from buying stuff. Right. But we're getting that with social dilemmas. Oh, where's my next like, or my, it's kind of the same. Yeah. It's weirdly that it's weird, the same thing. That weird, that weird hit in your head. A dopamine. That hit. weird, like, Oh, it's like chocolate when you get a, when you get a little heart or a like, or a <laughs> thumbs up on the social media. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's, it's the same terrible. thing that purchasing is. It's almost like get, it's like getting a gift. A like is like getting a new gift, like a, like a, I bought a new toy. I bought a new car. I bought a new this, that, and the other. It's it's just on because, a smaller because, scale. Because because purchasing something does this does the same thing as dope. Does it's when you buy something, hit, yeah. it, you does it release dopamine? Yeah, it's the same. It's okay, the same I, I don't hit because it's, well, it's like an instant satisfaction kind of okay. thing. You've okay. you've you've quelled your desire in that moment, right? Yeah, for so how long? But that's not what it is. It's about quelling that desire, and that's the hit, right? Right. We now just do it on a multitude level. Look. I'm staring at our downloads, bro. Why? I'm not going to lie. Because I love, when we, we, we have a little meeting, we're like, hey, how many we got? Oh, cool. We're here, here. We're much, we're stoic about it. We're not like, oh my God, we're fucking rocking. Or, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Like if we don't get downloads. Yeah, we, However, yeah. we're very vigilant because we do know that that's important, right? In this, it's the, one of the most important metrics of a podcast is that someone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm not going to lie. I'm. I'm looking for that hit. It doesn't give me the hit as much because I'm very conscious of it per se, but I do understand what one extra listen does. You know, it, it's a good thing. It's well, a positive thing. So it does feel good when we see it. And look, we're, I'm, we're grateful to everyone who's given us a listen. So thank you to that. But at the same point, it's like, yeah, we're also just as much slaves to that dopamine hit. Slaves to the grind. Rock, rock, rock. So that's about it. So four parts. One, two, three, and four, I think. Or did it go A, J, four, and eight? Or H? Uh, one, two, Z, nine. Okay, thank you. Yes. Glad sure. Watch them in that order. One, two, Z, nine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, It is very interesting. I mean, I would definitely recommend that. It, and it's only, it's like three and a half hours for all four parts. So yeah. it's very fascinating how easy, manip, easily manipulated we are it, and it's scary in that respect. Yeah. And to close it out, um, 
once again on the Twits, people are asking for recommendations. I am looking for a YouTube show or whatever. I go, I, I like documentaries. And we were in the midst of, I think I was in part two. We finished part two of Century of the Self. Yeah. I recommended Century of the Self. And I got a personal message back from that person. She's like, thank you so much for recommending it. That just blew my mind, opened my eyes to the whole, like, the whole thing. Yeah. And you and I, that's all we want to do, right? We're yeah. not, we, we're here. We know that system, the 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 patterns kind of are blueprints, and we kind of it it seems repetitive in some cases, but it's just with different. We show how they rear their ugly head in different verticals, like politics, or yeah, how they rear right. their head in social media, how they rear their head with, uh, you know, with um, consumerism or other other things. Like we talked about law, or you know, the Ten Commandments, right? All right. these things we show how system. Catholic Church, right? We show how systems you how they use the manipulation on you. Yeah. We're not telling you to change your mind. We're not telling you to change your mind, but we are here to kind of show people that, expose those truths. That's all. Agreed. Yes, cool. sir. Any closing arguments? Please close it out for us, sir. Uh, uh anything you want to say? Yeah, but is there anything left on Century Self Part? No. Ket part ket, because it's four. Cuatro. But you, yes. I believe you have something to say. I do. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>